0: One of my absolutely favourite things to do is to potter in the garden or to go for a walk, listening to an audiobook. I like listening to podcasts too, but I particularly like long audiobooks, fiction or non-fiction, where I can lose myself. It seems that I'm listening much more these days than reading in that way, although I used to read in that way. <laughs> before the internet, and before my phone, um, that seems to have changed things. And it's a very different feeling that kind of deep reading or deep listening or deep watching. I'm thinking here about watching a film as opposed to, say, watching I don't know a standalone episode of a of a series or a something like that. It's very different, a very deep, settling, calming experience, a meditative experience. Um, maybe more than a glimmer. It makes me think of that, those few lines from Keats in O to a Nightingale" when he goes... Oh for a draught of vintage that hath been cooled a long age in the deep delved earth, tasting of flora and country green dance and Provençal song and sunburnt mirth. Oh for a beaker full of the warm south, full of the true, the blushful hippocrene with beaded bubbles winking at the brim and purple stained mouths that I might drink and leave the world unseen And with thee fade away Into the forest dim And it reminds me of a little exchange that I heard recently between the journalist, the writer Ezra Klein and Nicholas Carr who wrote a book called The Shallows about how the internet and how social media and these kinds of things are affecting the way we think, the way we read, the way we inhabit the world, the way we inhabit our bodies. I'd like to play you a little piece of that.
1: So I want to hold on a term you just used, deep reading, and then you followed it up with deep thinking. And something that I guess I brought to the book, but related to why I responded to it so strongly, was this experience of occasionally when I'm reading, and it's usually if I'm reading with like a certain amount of wakefulness and a long time happens all the time for me on planes back when I used to be able to go on airplanes, but will happen sometimes here at home. I fall into this almost fugue state where I feel like I'm really flying through the book. I'm making associations between things in the book and things I've thought about. I get other good ideas for other projects. It's like one of my most creative and recharging states. And I've always found it very strange. I didn't have any language for it. I didn't know it was a thing. But you talk about it very much as a thing, this thing of deep reading. And it doesn't happen if you read a book for 15 minutes. It doesn't happen when you're flicking around things online. And it's a very powerful form of thinking. So could you talk a little bit about the concept of deep reading and what what it is and what separates it from reading, which people are more familiar with?
2: Well... We read in many, many different ways, you know when you're driving when you're in your car and you're driving down a highway, there are road signs going by and stuff and you're reading those and uh, when we read instructions in a manual we're reading in a way so there we read in in many different ways, but deep reading and this is this is a phrase that comes from you know scholars of reading deep reading is exactly the state that you were just describing where you're you become so intent on the words on the page that everything else around you begins to fade away. And as you put it, you're not just kind of reading the narrative or the argument or whatever. You've kind of created, a, I would describe it as a sort of clearing in your mind where everything else you know begins to vibrate kind of <laughs> with what you're reading. And, and, and like you, I, I completely find this to be a one of the best ways to generate new ideas and come up with with unexpected connections between what i might be reading about and some other experience i've had or some other bit of knowledge i have in my brain and so that's that's kind of the state of deep reading when when and it's all about concentration and attention and shutting off everything else that might be going on around you uh, so you, so kind of your full attentive capacity, your full mind can be dedicated to the work you're reading. Some people describe reading as a passive activity, but but I think deep reading is is one of the most active, at least mentally, activities you can imagine because it does set off all these connections in your mind and associations in your mind that really expand. Uh, your understanding and your knowledge beyond the bounds of whatever uh, the words are saying. This goes against our nature of wanting to be stimulated and wanting to, to shift our attention all the time. So this is something that we really have to learn. And it's very pleasurable when you do it. But what's what scares me, and this is from my own personal experience, but also just in society in general, I think we're devaluing deep reading, as we come to perform it less and less often.
1: Let me ask you something tactical about that. How how do you pursue or, or make it more likely you'll find times of deep reading in your day? Like what, what makes it easier for you to fall into that state? And what makes it harder?
2: Well, it's certainly a struggle. I mean, it continues to be a struggle for me. And there's no time that I feel the pull of electronic media and digital media than when I actually sit down and start to read. So first of all, I have to isolate myself from computers and phones and, and other things. And by isolate, I, I mean often you have to put your phone in a, a different room. And we might that that might lead to a different topic, but um Can I tell you something real quick on that? Yeah. I I
1: actually bought, I bought a time limited safe for this reason, like for this and for parenting, (laughs) I have a little safe that you can buy it on the internet, search time limited safe. And it's like, I will like, it does not open until there's no way to open it, save with a hammer until the time limit is over. And it's exactly for this, because I feel like in parenting and and, and then in reading often when I'm trying to fall into these states where I'm just there and present in this process, which can be a little hard if i can get to my phone it is not i'm going to pull myself out of it i just am so i need i literally need to right. lock an expensive piece of electronics i bought by choice
2: away from myself it's the craziest fucking thing yeah <laughs> and there's some recent research that shows that when your phone is around particularly when it's in view but even if it's near you and not locked up in a safe it pulls away a considerable considerable amount of your attentional capacity, even if you're not looking at it, even if you're, you're not using it, even if you think you're not paying attention to it, because we always know that there's something new going on on our phone. It's got all sorts of very meaningful stuff on there from pictures of our friends and family to communications from our friends and family to topics we feel emotionally connected to. As one scholar who's studied this, there's this brain drain that goes on even when we're not using our phone. If we know it's available to us, either we, we're desiring to pick it up and look at it, or we're suppressing the desire, and both of those pull our attention away. So I find there's two things really. One is to to kind of physically <laughs> isolate myself, not only from you know what we used to have to try to isolate ourselves from, which is you know people talking and uh, those kind of distractions, but actually from the devices, informational devices. That are always such a pull on our attention. And then the other thing is to actually persevere because it it takes a while to kind of adapt yourself to the pace of reading, which is much slower and much more deliberate than we're used to these days. And I I find it when you stick with it, then you know you get you can start to get lost again in the pages of a good book, but it takes time and it takes more and more these days. It it takes creating a situation in which you're shielded from the distractions we've always had but are now much more prevalent than, than ever in the past.